Okay, welcome to episode four of Cold Beer Hot Tapes. I'm Tim. And I'm Kieran. Uh, this week we are talking about um, Offset's Father woo, of Four. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> glad, glad, glad I, that was not planned. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Father of Four, Offset, uh, his first solo album, and it is the third and i think it's the last of the three last of the three i think uh, yeah quavo already released his first solo album last year right last november takeoff was i think mid-december and then uh offset was this past friday yeah um and i think it's like the first one a few months since since takeoff uh and yeah, no, I, I kind of kind of shocked it took him this long to get around to it. To be honest with you, considering like, well, I, I mean, there was talk that he was supposed to put his out in December, but um, you know, some things got messy in his personal life, and I think that based on some of the content here, I think that that made him like, okay, you know, maybe I should channel some of this guilt into the album, and I think that he clearly did in a lot of points. Um, I would agree. Um, he's had a fairly uh pretty pretty messy couple months um because yep. uh his marriage to cardi b has been anything uh but smooth at least in the public eye there was a you know the, the whole thing with him cheating um she broke up with him he did that absolutely cringeworthy and fucking terrible thing and everyone he went on stage yeah. at a concert and was like cardi please take me back and and it was I, like, didn't, I didn't watch the video because of how cringe but i'm pretty sure he samples that on um don't lose me yeah it's yeah. uh it's rough. Um, yeah, it's not a good look by any means. It's like pretty, pretty fucked up. Um, considering it seems like most of it was his fault, uh, at least from like the public perception of it, and like what came to light in terms of like him cheating and all that. And then also like there's photos recently of them at like couple galas where like you see that one photo of like Cardi um, like posing for at, like the red carpet, and then he's kind of just like in the background, like, like not really like coattails, like <laughs> yeah, like really hanging on the coattails. There, it was pretty funny. Um, seems like they've kind of amended uh, their issues, but um, uh, not without some bumps in the road publicly that looked really crappy on him. Yeah, he's also you know had his uh, his his uh, stint in prison earlier earlier in the migos like career i forget yes, when exactly i want to say it was early 2013 yeah uh, right about when um uh young rich niggas came out uh which is 2013 and even all the promo and everything for that uh quavo and takeoff were always in free offset shirts and free offset everything and i think he you know he's he started restarted the trend of first day outs when he first got out, he put out his little first day out freestyle, and everyone's like, "Oh wait, maybe Offset has some merits as a solo artist too." And this was a couple of years back. L- little did we know, I guess, that uh, Offset would become, I guess that I I want to I don't want to say that Beyonce or something like clearly more the more breakout of the group, but I think he's been on like a a serious little tear for like the last year and a half where he was performing at a higher level than Quavo and was featured on basically everything. Oh yeah, you could, like him and Quavo are by far the two highest profile members of the group. No offense to take off. Take off, but, but uh they've been popping up everywhere. Um they got both have a nice 
little discography for themselves. Uh, I remember was it last year or two years ago we had um, without warning the Metro Boomin project collaborative project. Yeah, Halloween twenty seventeen. Yeah, it was a uh, Metro Boomin produced mo- all of it, and then it was Twenty One Savage and Offset. Um, it was mainly it was just that, it was those two, right? And there was a couple yeah. features in there, and that was a pretty high profile. It was a triple platinum, or no, at least our uh, Ric Flair drip was a triple platinum. So they. Uh, He's been doing well for himself. What's though. wild there is that whole thing. I thought that seemed like a really bad idea because that's like it's like seems like oil and water. It's like there's almost nothing stylistically that you think. Hmm, I'm gonna pair Offset with literally anyone else from Atlanta. Twenty One Savage doesn't come up as the first person, but I guess the you know the melody and animatedness and Offset's voice kind of played well with the deadpanness in all of Twenty One's delivery. I mean, it was it didn't stick with me personally too much, but you know, it seemed to get a lot of acclaim and the solo tracks off of that, like Rick Fair Drip charted, and that was basically just a solo offset song. Those those were still all good. Yeah, and yeah, also Emery popped up on uh Cousin Stiz's first album, um, with a pretty good future. Um he's been doing stuff with Kodak Black. He was on Huncho Jack, uh the first um uh the, Qua- Tra- the Travis Scott, Scott. that was a Travis Scott uh, Quavo collab. Yeah, he was on Cozy tapes. Uh, popped up on Jeffrey, um, the Slaughter tape, Lil Boat two. Uh, quite a like a lot of stuff, and and even some uh, Black. Uh, some of the um, Zaytoven project was it, was it was a Trap Halsey Zaytoven project, right? Yeah. That was like his uh, compilation. Of <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, they uh, he's he's been out here working as hard as anyone in the game um and you know i feel like this project was a long time coming right you know i think so because by the time they started announcing they were all doing solos everyone i think everyone was kind of already getting like quavo fatigue i was like like okay i mean maybe quavos will be good but like yo offsets is probably gonna be great and i mean for the most part i think what all three of the amigos separately kind of suffer from is that when they're on their solo work they either one don't lean into what they all do individually well or they don't exude enough of themselves onto the project and i think offset more than the other two kind of mitigated that because he's talking a lot about you know the mistakes he's made he's talking talking a lot more about like himself you know the stuff he went through growing up and wanted to make sure his mom is good wanted to make sure he's a good father to his kids and those kind of things don't ever come up on any of the other Migos albums or solo verses at all. So I think that's what distinguishes a lot of this from from his stuff prior and from the other two Migos. Um, Even the build on that, like this, like you know, it's definitely this album feels a lot more introspective, um, especially the songs he does not have futures on here, um, but like. Don't get us wrong, he still falls back into a lot of that, like, punchline-heavy, uh, kind of, like, what you'd expect from the Migos. Like, there is a little bit of, like, they, he does deliver with some, like, new, more introspective stuff, which is, which is interesting and super refreshing and some of my favorite stuff off his album. But also, you know, he's still doing kind of the same old shit, like, big, heavy-hitting futures, uh, you know, catchy hooks, like, kind of a little bit more par for the course in terms of what to expect from the Migos at this point. Low-key, I think the the biggest takeaway, though, is for me is that 
everyone had features that kind of suited where you thought the album would go. You know, Quavo, the superstar, you know, he has Drake, he has Madonna, he has Kid Cudi on his. Yeah. But then Offset kind of goes for left field, has Big Rube, J. Cole, and CeeLo Green. Which one, like, I think the, the Big Rube uh, feature is a big flex. Because, you know, when you when you get that uh, that seal of approval from, like, Dungeon Fam as, like, an Atlanta rapper, that's that's... It's a big, pretty big seal of approval. I I like that. I like his future too, because uh, I, I love how. I, I don't get me like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like on the first two culture projects, or well, actually, there's only two culture projects. So, um, second one felt like like four albums, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I feel like these guys, as as a group, love to do the really dramatic album intros. <laughs> um, and I think they they even, that even kind of goes back to their mixtapes a little bit, right? Um, yeah. I- <laughs> just the culture intro for culture one it featured dj khaled because we don't even know when they actually recorded that song but like offset was like culture the album coming soon it's like it's the literal intro on the album but oh man but it makes for a great album intro to this one it goes like uh big group that's like a huge cosign but it does have that kind of like uh because that song jumps right into him talking about his life as a father yes um which is super interesting. It's like very autobiographical. Um, you know, I, I didn't know a lot of that about him. So it was very cool. Like he's really talking about his life in depth in, in a lot of ways, like kind of tracing his own history as a, as a parent, which is, you know, really interesting. And it sets the tone for this album in a lot of ways um, when it comes in with that and a little bit more dramatic flair, as we talked about with like the, you know, looking at his own life and it really comes in with that, um, comes into that angle. But uh, it, the, the big group uh, feature was pretty cool. It's also like, um, I like how they kind of lead it in with big group, just kind of get more or less given a monologue, it feels yeah. like. And then and then Beat Switch comes on and jumps right into it. And it, it's pretty good. Yes, the the duality of Offset. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, I think, because that happens on the big group track, the intro, uh, Father 4. But also, I think CeeLo's role on North Star is also kind of, trying to play that role of it's like okay now you know i need to be the guy that's providing for my family so they kind of lean into the north star guiding the rest of the family around metaphor so it, even CeeLo's uh part on that is kind of just like it's still offset hypothetically but you know CeeLo doing it like uh like when pusha t was being the douchebag and uh uh god what's that kanye song on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy um Runaway? Yes. Yeah. Runaway, where I uh, push a T's being the, the contrast asshole. It's not like it's a better. It's better than that because, you know, it's more, okay, no. Really, you got to get your shit together because you got you to lead this family to the future. But, uh, yeah. I. Do you feel like he uses the other futures on the. Because like, that kind of is the overwhelming theme of this album. Uh, even with the cover art, which is a picture of him with all his kids. I don't know if I've seen a high-res version of this cover art, but the, the photo looks a little janky. Okay, so... <laughs> I don't know if spe- it's intentional, but... Speaking of that, did you see a lot of the discord about this on, this weekend on Twitter? No, not Cause, really. Because uh, uh, Andrew Nas, who's a great music writer, comes off as a crotchety old man, but he also does the, the best year-end list in terms of, like, breadth of, and, like, depth of where he gets all the music on it from. It touches everything. Even though he comes off as a curmudgeon, he's one of the only people I see that is like actually actively co-signing like younger rappers. He's in the weeds yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, 
he like he specifically was like like I don't know why people were complaining like the the offset cover and the gunner covers are both good because you know ever since uh Kanye first did like the impact font thing it was way overdone so everyone's like oh this is bad it looks poorly photoshopped like it's, let them cook just because it is it's distinct and it is distinct and also thematically it invokes what the album is about for the most part like it very clearly is like playing into the themes in the album and trying to like bring that as a, as a piece of cover art which it's like very good at exactly. i'll admit my first impression when i saw this though was like is this photo good i'm not actually sure like quality wise but in terms of like what it's trying to do to represent the album it does that extremely well yeah no exactly as does dripper drown but uh yeah, where was sorry. What was your other point? The, the question was, uh, um, thematically, like, do you feel like a lot of the other features kind of play that role of playing into the overall like theme of the album? Like the CeeLo Green feature definitely does. You know, talk about the North Star, Guide the Family, um, the Big Rube one, uh, also to to some extent. Um, it's the only other one that kind of does. There are only other two, I guess. Or J Cole kind of stays on track. And of course, Cardi B appearing is, is important as well. But you know, Quavo, Travis Scott, Twenty One Savage, Gucci Mane don't don't really tie into what he's going for as much. I mean, they make for okay songs, but at the same time, those songs suffer from what I think all a lot of the other solo Migos songs suffer is that okay, some this is one of those times where you guys aren't more than the sum of your parts that make us made us all love you guys in the first place. And, you know, I get it. You know, you need the other single, too. A lot of this stuff is a little bit heavy to hear on, like, the radio or something or on Rap Caviar or something. But that's what makes it interesting, though, as an album, because it kind of feels a little bit, uh, as you mentioned before, the duality of Offset. (laughs) Um, You know, there is, like, it does feel like you kind of have two very distinct sets of songs here. Like, obviously, the more him focusing on his life and, and talking about that. Um the father of four element but a lot of these feel like they're just constructed as more straightforward singles that you'd expect from migos at this yeah. point like the like it kind of some of the stuff feels out of pocket for them and then um i i feel like some of them a lot of especially the songs with like like legacy with travis scott and 21 savage um on fleek with quavo uh even quarter milli which has a really Gucci yeah, Gucci. I was like, that's some classic Gucci. When you when Gucci starts making car noises, you know you're in for a good time. Oh yeah, it, and he does some really good ones on there. We're just listening to it right beforehand. It's great. Um, and those songs are all really fun, but they don't fit within the theme of the album in the same way. I feel like they're still good and and interesting and kind of like play a little more to what you'd expect from them. Yeah. Um, or, or just like the Migos in general. Um, but I don't know. I kind of feel like that's kind of where the, the, the two sides of this album sort of come in. Like, those feel a little bit more shoehorned in with what the theme of the album, like, the, or at least the intended theme of the album appears to be. Yeah. Um, right, that's my, my take on that. Like, honestly, I, like, I, I do like Red Room as a single, but I also wouldn't be upset if he just, like, cut it from, cut the whole album after track 10. Because I, I find that the first half of the whole album is just more powerful than the back half with like the usual collaborators. But yeah, no, I agree. Um, and that's kind. Of, I think like the first eight, eight, seven or eight songs, like up until about Legacy, that's kind of where 
it or, starts yeah, to there's like a classic Mego. There's a stretch of just like uh, you know, um, Metro Boomin and Southside produced just like what feel like singles, um, and they're all again they're all pretty good, but there does to feel like an a the kind of there's like an A side B side element to this. It almost feels like whether intended or not, um, and also this album is like. I guess the one thing I'd really ding it for, it's so long. Yeah. yeah like, it's so long. I, I mean, I can't, I was saying before, uh, Takeoff's album is 38 minutes, and I can't remember a single thing from it, but at least it was 38 minutes. That's brevity for the Migos at this point. Yeah, because like, even going back to their mixtapes, those things were like, long. Yeah, 18 yeah. track, hour and a half affairs, and I'm sorry, guys, like, I can't think of any musician that I want to hear for an hour and 45 minutes, because Culture 2 was just way too fucking long like i don't think i was able to listen to all of it because i got to like track i don't know 15 i'm like wow i feel like i've wasted my day listening to this because it's just so fucking long dude it's it's a (laughs) hundred culture 2 is a hundred and six minutes and 24 songs on like no like what is it hour 45 minutes yeah that sounds like a no limit album like 22 (laughs) tracks of of uh (laughs) Master P just is making uh noises. <laughs> I wonder if he still has that tank. I feel like he has to. Hey, so. Romeo Miller, or sorry, Percy Miller is is a, a entrepreneur. Don't conflate the two. I mean, they could both hoop. Mm, I mean, like you know, you know, I did you ever hear the story of how like Romeo? I think it was Demar Derozan was yep. like his like family friend, and they basically like got Demar Derozan, like 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 uh, Master P kind of like got him like recruited to usc like was like ushered him there and then he's like but if you take tomorrow you also have to take my son romeo yep who rode the bench for four years basically yeah that's that is just wild i mean still he's playing at usc he's not like a bad basketball player but he definitely uh was on the coattails of tomorrow's in there um but yes so i think look, looking back at this uh this the offset album though I'd still say it's definitely the best of the three solo Migo albums, but I, agree. I I don't know what it has been. I think it might be Migo's fatigue, maybe. I think like there's something that happened between Culture 1 and Culture 2 that I feel like just collectively we got colder on the Migos. I don't know if it's just like the music got less fun, there's overexposure or something, but I just feel like nobody's really checking for things as much as they used to because there is like a there is that stretch from like mid 2016 where uh Quavo was literally hopping on to everything solo like he was on um F Cancer, he was on Pick Up the Phone, he's on Good Drank. Oh yeah. And then there was also just like a bunch of really one-off good um Migos tracks like Say Some and Cocoon. Every every blockbuster like rap album from like mid 2016 through probably the end of 2017 like felt like he was there yeah so and then seeing like what what happened it was like wait this just seems weird because then the first song they get that's a number one offsets doing the hook offsets the first verse you hear mm-hmm. you don't even hear takeoff on it oh no and and then it makes you think i don't know can, can is quavo the beyonce of the migos is he the chosen one and having seen this and seeing where offsets gone and seeing just how like eh Quavo Hancho was, it, it kind of leaves a weird question. And uh, it kind of reminds me of Shrem 3, uh, another recent uh, album outing of a group that also included solo efforts where everybody was ready to paint, you know, 
uh, Jimmy as kind of being the the lesser of the two brothers, but he turned in the stronger solo album of the two. Not to say that uh, Sway Lee's album was bad, or that, I don't know, maybe we were expecting less from Jimmy, so we were all just pleasantly surprised. Yeah. But like Offset, I think he dug more into himself, and that Jimmy doesn't really talk about himself on race Tremor ta- tracks because what you expect from race Tremor track isn't really like any kind of self-awareness or soul-searching. Yeah, uh, not what they're known for. But there was a lot of that on his solo album. It's like, oh, wait, no, he's also like sneakily a really good rapper. But yeah, as actually just going back, I remember I was listening to This Could Be Us the other day from uh, Shrem Life 1. Mm-hmm. And low-key, Jimmy's voice, or Jimmy's verse on that kind of just hits the heartstrings. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, a good, it's like, big man, like, this is just a little bit problematic. It's like, look me in the eyes and lie to me. Act like I believe anything. Like, damn. Like, Jimmy was going through it. <laughs> he had some lines on that one. Yeah. Um, and I kind of feel like, I guess, this this album, not not completely. I mean, because I felt like he was doing it before him. Like, obviously, Quavo had that run where he was on everything and putting out a lot of really good stuff on solo and features, but also, like, Offset was starting to do the same thing. And then, like, I feel like this album doesn't exactly, like, push back on the narrative that, like, you know, I felt like for a while, like, Quavo was clearly, like, the leader of the group and the the far more talented artist of the three. But I felt like Offset's been pushing back on that for a while and has already, like, clearly, like, carved out his own lane and to to make that argument. And I don't, I think this album, like, helps that, but I also feel like, He's kind of already established. Like, this album didn't serve to establish himself. I felt like he has already done that. This is just more like his first true solo work. Like, through yeah. his futures and without warning, like, he's clearly already, you know, has his own thing going for him. And we know that, yeah, he's he's pretty good on his own. Right. Despite being probably the most problematic member of the group <laughs> by far. Um, the, the, people, the people love drama. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Quavo doesn't have a famous girlfriend. He does not actually know. No. Um, and Sorry, wait, wife. That's true. Yeah. Um, also, to, to, to quickly dial into that, uh, Cardi's future on Cloud is, is pretty good on this song. I, I feel like she uh, steals the show on that one. On a lot of the other like tracks, I feel like you get like a pretty normal on like Legacy. You get like pretty standard Twenty One Savage and Travis Scott, you know, futures good. Uh, I find the Gunna future on Wild Wild West a little, a little underwhelming. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and he's known for having good futures, so I was I was a little disappointed by that one. J Cole future, whatever. Um, and the Quavo one was good. The Gucci Mane one was really like good, fun yeah. as hell, but like. I'd say the Cardi B one was probably the best on the album. Um, probably the Cardi B and the Gucci Mane features on here uh, were great. The I think track 12, uh, Cardi B's on Cloud. Uh, she kind of steals the show from him, and I I enjoy that. I, you know, you I, know ha- I have nothing bad to say about her at this point. Like The thing I think is what, what also just kind of uh, emphasizes that is that She's the only person not from Atlanta featured on here. That is and, true. And, and yeah. I think... Oh, also, Travis Scott's from Houston. I mean, yeah, but, like, she's only not Southern rapper on it. And I just think the way that she intonates is so much more distinct than everyone else. That 100%. 100%. That it helps contrast. It cuts through it yeah. a lot. Yeah. Like, and that's what's the most interesting about it. Like, it really cuts through a lot of the other features, like... And I think that's what makes it stand out so much. Like, whenever she has a future at this point, like, I can never, like, it's not something I'm like, 
Sometimes, like, Travis Scott will do the future, or, like, 21 Savage, and I'll kind of, like, shrug at it, like, uh, it could be good, but whatever, but, like, her, it's, like, uh, kind of a marquee moment, I feel like. Like, you, know? you, like you remember that, uh, that, that just teared at Two Chains is on, or, like, around 2011 to 2013? Yeah. We're like, all right, oh, we got a Two Chains verse, it's gonna be at least three quotables, yes. and it's just gonna be a time, like, Cardi's basically gotten to that level of, like, all right, Cardi's 100%. featured on, like, uh... She's, she's the draw. Yeah, yeah she just topped on that uh, that Blueface song that the internet has made Thought chart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I am not even going to go into it because, I mean, you know, we can curse and everything, but it's a very raunchy verse. And, you know, it's just Cardi B just thumping her chest and, like, I'm fucking here, and she is. Yeah, I, I, I'd say she probably has the most distinct future on the album by far. Yes. Um, by you know, on the basis of that, yeah, it's really good, but also to your point, like it contrasts the fact that everyone else is coming out of the same scene, more or less. Um, and she's kind of the only non southern rapper, as you said here. Um, and the Gucci main future is just kind of, uh, it's a, it's a good Gucci main future, and it definitely still feels like, yeah, the guy's been having fun since he got out, like. What two years ago now? Three years ago? Rough, I think three, three or four. Yeah, that was like mid twenty sixteen, and he's been on that. You know, uh, I feel like he's been on a tear of just like you know, he's putting healthy. Out, like, yeah, he's, he's been having a good out, time. Okay, music, but we don't mind because he's health healthy. But this is a good future for him. Yeah. This is this is a fun future. He's making a lot of car noises, um, which is always great. Um, and also, like I don't know, I feel like him and Cardi. I guess the reason why they uh, these features stand out to me is they do have that energy of like they're both doing fucking great like good for them you know and that really uh that shines through a little bit more than some of the other futures here because i think what what the thing is the amigos that makes them more than the sum of their parts is like when all three of them are together and like all are on they have this that's this kind of interplay where they can be rapping the most like completely insane verse oh yeah and then you're always sitting there like wait what but then somebody else comes in and then keeps on going with the energy and you're just like wait what the hell did he just say and you listen to it the first time and you just start laughing because like man it's frenetic like um like going back to sloppy toppy on uh travis scott's (laughs) days before rovio and i i think that's one of like the pinnacles of like the migo is just like going all in on their ad, ad libs like i remember like quavo with like, like kind of like ad libs in the background as everyone else is rapping and it's just like this is just a great fucking time you know they 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 know how to like just build on energy and i feel like you know the the, the patented sorry just slam the mic in my nose um sorry if that comes out weird on the on the vocals or the audio here but um Point being, uh, like, like, just like their ad libs, and also like the triplet flow that they're kind of known for, like, really lends itself to just like, just fucking like rolling with the energy. Like, it's yes. just, it just fucking pedals on it. You know what I mean? It's like constantly sprinting uphill and just building like that. It doesn't like lose steam ever, and it that's like probably their most signature thing at this point, which is why they're so popular. I yes. feel like, um, and also to to build on that a little bit i feel like this album he does kind of get away from like the triplet flows especially on like father of four how did i get here um don't lose me the more introspective talk songs yeah. where he's talking about fatherhood um how he treated cardi like shit and was trying to amend make amends for that um you know despite how some of the times he tried to make amends in public were truly awful and cringeworthy and uh played some really really bad uh 
just just generally <laughs> shitty behavior, you know. Um, but uh, still, he, like I, that that's still interesting to see him like kind of dive out into that world a little bit and kind of like step away from like what made the Migos so popular to begin with, and he still shines there though and it's kind of nice to see him step out of his lane a little bit um on this album and you know like even though some of the songs still bring that same energy and they still have the triple flows and kind of what it's known for uh you know tying this back to the overall point like seeing him step out of the comfort zone is good and interesting and i want to see more of it because i you know yes no I, i definitely agree and i think so we didn't really touch on the production too much and i think no a lot of the first half is a lot more there's both a little a lot more and a lot less going on. I think one of the things that Metro Boomin is really good at and I say this because um I've I've seen a lot of comparisons about what Kenny Beats was doing last year and that he knows how to let the artist's voice shine through without overcrowding the production and I also just highly recommend listening to this album with like your best pair of headphones because I, ca- I caught a lot more going on with the production with like a better pair of headphones than I initially thought. Like I think some of the beats are a lot better than others, and I think that some of the best stuff that Metro Woman has done for a lot of Atlanta artists is like that kind of weird carnivaly funhouse mirror thing he's good at yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. And when that kind of energy appears, I think that those are the best kind of tracks we hear on here, like the weird synths, but like really good punchy driving drums kind of thing yeah. you get it yeah yeah like i i think when i think of like oh what's what's metro boomin one of his best beats is when i was listening to bad and bougie recently because like i wanted to like okay it's like the first time like offset was front and center and just the beat just doesn't get in the way but there's that kind of like doom kind of like evilness but not like too evil but playfulness that that's kind of just it's a little creepy but i get it's like creepy but playful yeah. and it also hits very hard exactly but uh, yeah, like I, I was a little like hesitant because like oh the whole thing is EP'd and mostly produced by Metro Woman and Southsides. So I'm like, it'll be fine, but it might not be like wowing. But it it did its it's it did its job. Yeah, no, it it's not the most uh, in my mind the most like standout production by Metro Woman and Southside like at all really but it's still <laughs> but like not to say it's not bad at all it's like it's still very good it's maybe not the most unique it feels kind of you know i don't i don't feel like they're phoning it in at all but it feels you know kind of what you would expect from them which is a little disappointing but like again it's not bad like what to expect from metro boomin at this point is like pretty excellent yeah. and also from south side um yeah we didn't really too touch the piece beyond just now like on the production but like excuse me like q beats has a some uh you know they they kind of step in and help produce a few of the songs here including like made men and uh legacy and clout um q beats seems like they've worked with migos and cardi a few times i think they did motorsport yep. as well um and you know here they are producing clout um doughboy dre moon alan ritter um so and also zaytoven does uh on fleek with uh quavo um so yeah they have like it's a pretty good you know group of producers um maybe all of them aren't doing their 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 most hard hitting work, but still pretty good. Gets yeah. the job done, you know. I mean, yeah. That being said, like in terms of what do you, what do you see is next for the for the Migos? I, I think I don't want to say it's not even like a flash in the pan. They're just, they're just straight up popular now. 
Oh yeah, no. So like, where where do you see them going from here? Where you you like feel like you could be fully bought back into the Migos, other than like someone editing their albums and <laughs> saying no to them on things. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to tell, and I feel like we're probably both in the same boat. We're kind of we're kind we're kind of getting we're we're losing it a little bit. Like the interest, my interest in them is waning, and I feel like probably yes. pretty similar. Um, in the same boat. And I feel like collectively the world's interest in them is kind of coming down from a very, very, very high peak though, you know? Um, but for me, I kind of want to see them start working with some, and I feel like we always say this in some way about these projects, but like, look, I (laughs) I think it's a completely valid thing because, okay. When we were talking about Ariana, I'm like, we're like, okay, no, like these are really by the numbers, Max Martin beats. Here, like, okay, these are just, like, pretty good, no-K okay, Metro Woman and Southside beats. Whereas Tori Wah and James Blake kind of strayed from their they signature sounds. Yeah. And when I think about the, the Ariana songs and the Migo songs that I've liked the most over the past couple of years, Pharrell Williams is involved. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I think you just like Pharrell a lot, personally. I, mean, yeah, I do yeah, like yeah, Pharrell yeah, a lot, yeah. but I also just really fucking love Stir Fry. That, that's true. That song's amazing. And it's one of the most, it's one of the more unique things they've done. And that was my point was going to be, like, they work Metro Ruin and Southside a lot, and they, you know, clearly work Beethoven and Q-Beats pretty often, and they've had success with that, and they've done some interesting stuff with it, um, but I feel like they're probably coming down from that height, so I would like to maybe see them kind of get back into the weeds a little bit, or go back to the drawing board, because, you know, he kind of, like, like, Offset kind of did on this album, again, we're talking like Father of Four, songs like Father of Four on here. Um, you know, Made Men, uh, North Star, uh, After Dark, Don't Lose Me. Um, for better or worse, that was him tr- kind of trying something new with introspection, even changing up the flows fundamentally in the in the way that he raps, which is which is cool. And it was I kind of want to see him take some more of these risks, work with some different people. Try and get away from working with Metro Boone. Because how many times have they worked with Metro Boone at this point? It's a lot. Yes. <laughs> it's working for them, and I totally get that. But I would like to see them take some risks because that's kind of how they got into Like, they broke completely new ground a few years ago. Or not, but, like, they really popularized the triplet flow. Um, like, they're a, they're a instrumental part of, like, the wave of trap like popular trap music that we're seeing now they are a huge driving force of it um and they really you know created carved out a massive like very popular piece of pop music now it's very influential so i'd like to try and see them go back to the drawing board see what else they could do work with some different producers try some new flows don't have to completely abandon what works for them but try and take a re-examine about how it could go um, that's what I would like to see how they bring that to fruition and, and as, as like a group, the Migos and also offset in his own solo work, not really sure. Um, cause right now what's, what they're doing is helping them get the bag. Um, which is like, can, hey, can, like, hey, hey, hustle cannot, guys. Yeah, I can't, no, can't, can't, get can't the money. someone get in the bag. Strike while the iron's hot. I don't, I don't disagree at all, but I'd be excited for them to try something new. And it was kind of cool to see it here. I just want to see how they build on it i don't know how they're going to build on it or if they ever will but i would be down to hear it because i'm not like i I don't consider myself like a stan or anything but like they're an undeniable piece of music i love a lot of their songs i i'm invested at some level in seeing what they do next and i hope it's kind of built on this 
Yeah, no, I, I, I largely agree. Um, I think there's just, yeah, there's just, like, a level of experimentation that we haven't seen from them in a while. Yeah, I agree. And that, like, culture was the shortest thing they've ever put out. And even <laughs> even then, it was pretty cleanly divided into, like, them getting their triplets off and, like, doing their rapping-ass hat rapping in the first half. And then doing a bunch of, the, like, the, the queasy, drowsy, auto-tune heavy things toward the back half. Hmm. Like... Kelly Price sounds nothing like um, Bad and Bougie, and it's no. better for that. Whereas everything else has kind of been like stuffing too much onto one thing, but nothing made nothing distinct from anything else. Um, I still think if you took all the best tracks from all the solo albums, you'd still have an okay regular Migos album. I agree. But they're still not at that level where they can figure out what everyone's good at solo. Because still, after all of this... The Migos are still greater than the, the sum of their parts. They're like the quintessential case of two plus two equals five. They're just so much more powerful when all three of them are together. You know, I, I, I agree. Um, they're definitely, there's definitely a much better energy when they're all working together and on the same track, um, despite their just general dislike of brevity. Yes. Um, but <laughs> it's still like, it's still good. I, I'm still generally a fan of them. I hope. They take some of the ideas on their solo tracks and try and figure out how to make it work. And even on like the main Migos albums, try and take that energy and, and that ability to work together in, in a different direction. Um, and Offset, please stop doing so much cringeworthy shit in public because a lot of it's kind of problematic. Please stop. Seems like he's trying to, but yes. also on some level, like when he got on stage at Cardi this summer, oh my God, it's so yeah, bad. It's not a good look, bro. Yeah, no, like mm, it's not it, Chief. Uh, but, you know, this album... Clearly, he's thinking about what he's done, um, and it's 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 a it's a cool, it's a good look. It's it's interesting to to see how he examines his own actions. Um, but yeah, overall, I'd say uh, this is a pretty warm tape. Yeah, like you know that that correct temperature when you you're supposed to be feeling for warm spots when you're giving your infant a bath. It's about it's about that. Yeah, and it's like familiar. It's yeah. good. There's some there's some new new stuff here. Not a lot, but enough to keep you interested. I'll be honest. I don't think I'm gonna remember this album in six months. But uh, yeah, it's like you know when, when you when you wanna you wanna spice up your buffalo wings, but you don't wanna get too exp- like too adventurous. It's like you know a, a honey barbecue. <laughs> you're not <laughs> you're not going for one of the more exotic uh, you know wing like, sauces. Like, 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 like a, ooh, there's a little kick there, but it's not. You know, yeah, it's it's like when you get like just like the tw- like the slight twist on like maybe it's like mango habanero like ooh this is a little different yes. but uh, <laughs> it's not stepping it's not straying that far from the comfort zone yeah uh so yeah this is episode four offsets father of four in the stores now I'm Tim I'm Kieran overall it's warm sorry yeah, yeah it's a warm I, tape <laughs> yes uh, this is uh, episode four cold beer hot tapes. Adios. Thank you.